Heavenly Father, I thank you for um, this moment of sobriety that, uh, that you're bringing all of us into. Uh, and we're grateful for if we find you, then it's worth it all. If we lose it all, to find you, it's worth it all. You're worth it all. You're everything. And we pray today, would you move in those who've lost someone they love and the intrusion into the Asian community down in Gardena and the murders and the, those who are in hospitals right now. Lord, we thank you that you would just bring a calling up. And we thank you for so many of our beloved Asians that live in the United States of America, fervent believers, intense in their faith. So we go from another, from another place right now, and we ask that there could be healing in America toward Asia, and particularly to China. Lord, we have become so adversarial to China as we might feel China is to us, but we know that you have a great calling for all nations to surrender, to bow the knee, to call upon the name of the Lord, to kiss the sun. So we ask in this new year, this celebration, as movement has begun again in China, and people are traveling for the first time since COVID, and there's this celebration of this, this whole festive till February, we just say, Lord, move. Take advantage of freedom. Take advantage of movement. Take advantage of hearts. Shift from the highest, from Xi Jinping, to all those who move amongst the Communist Party, to all those who cry out in the oppression, to the great church, underground church in the land. We call forth. We say, come alive with Jesus. Jesus, come alive in your bride. Move in the land. Begin to heal the parts and move in Jesus' glorious name. Amen. 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 Wow. Supernatural. Everything's supernatural. We sang that song. Again, Diana just asked the Lord what to sing. I don't ever really ask her unless I've just felt some song and then it's just a prompting. But I'm always amazed because you remember that song right in the middle of it? Uh, you can place me anywhere. Just fill me with your glory. That is easier to sing than to live because God chooses to do just that to release his glory and to dismantle our own ability that would take in competition with his glory. So let me just tell the testimony, and then again, we'll go from there. We're, we are aware of the branch, the prophetic promise, Jesus, the Messianic high priest, king, who sits at the right hand of the throne, and the command that that will sprout and spread all over the earth. He'll carry the goal, glory, all of that. So I wanted to go there, but it's happening. It's happening. It's already happening. So I'm not, I don't need to keep, I, I'll tell you what happened. We was at uh, our prayer meeting, I think, and um, it was 11 o'clock. No, it was a 1 o'clock because the 1 to 2 is the whole hour encounter. And I had five, five beautiful intercessors. I won't mention their names because really the truth is I can have an encounter with God with any five believers if they'll take the time to pray because prayer seems to move you out of the attitude of me and to he. And once the he begins to be the focus, it's nothing, it's, there's no telling what he will want to say or do. And because he looks generational, we talked about that with Abraham. In chapter 15, he goes, and there's Abraham, then there's Isaac, and then there's Jacob, and then there's the 12 sons. Where I'm going to tell the story of the encounter I had, it will begin, will be, Referencing from Genesis 37 to Genesis 50, the end of the chapter, uh, end of the book, which is in all regards to Joseph and his 12 and his 11 brothers. And most importantly, the focus that came up when the Holy Spirit came was about Jacob. And so uh, one of the prayers began, it was like, Lord, we just want to release and remit all of the sins that have occurred and happened and people have come and gone and hurt. Just one of those big prayers. You get, get out of the, the, the petition problems into the spirit and, Holy, and the word of God and trying to listen. We go larger and larger and larger. And so it was all these prayers. And I'm thinking, well, yeah, 39, we're about 39 years old as a church same, with the same me. 
I know how many churches we've had inside this church over the 39 years. I know how many things I've done that I regret, sins that I committed in my youth and my zeal and my self-righteousness and my legalisms. I got, you know, it's a growing up in that. So I'm listening and I'm going, Lord, that is, I'm all in on that, man. I'm just, yeah, Lord, please remit, 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 remit. Let him go. Release, release. And then it just, all of a sudden, I stepped into the spirit. Wasn't planning it, but I stepped into Jacob. And I remembered in the story, if you know the story, he, he's a young man that doesn't have the rights to the inheritance or the blessing. But because he spent a lot of time, my personal opinion, in the tent with Sarah, I mean with Rebecca, and with his grandpa, Abraham. And he heard the stories because he was 13 by the time his grandpa Abraham dies. And he put in his heart, I want to be, I want to journey like my grandpa. I want to go off into that journey. And somewhere along the line, he made it that, that choice, which then brought him into gaining the birthright from his, his brother Esau then gaining the blessing under the direction of his mother, Rebecca, from his dad, Isaac, and then being forced to flee because Esau was, said, I'm going to take, uh, the way I'm going to feel good about what just happened is I'm going to kill him. Then we'll see what happens to this great blessing he got. So they send him off to um, Rebecca's brother, and it's up in Turkey again. And in, uh, in that area, they are, um, he finds Rachel, falls in love, and uh, then works for seven years. He's all excited. Seems like one day gets Leah instead of Rachel. So now the, the, com the going around is starting to happen. Everything we are, we will, we will find ourselves in. So he's now got Leah, and now he gets Rachel, and has to work another seven years. Now the competition is between Leah and Rachel. And God sees that Leah is loved. Rachel, Rachel's loved. Leah is hated. So he gives, starts letting her have babies. And shuts up the womb of Rachel. And then after Leah stops having babies. Uh, about that time Rachel says. I'll, I need a child. So I'm going to give you my handmaid to be your wife. So now we get another group of kids come. And then Leah does the same. And. It's just 20 years, 20 years from the time he met God at Bethel. And he said, Lord, if you will be my God and you bring me back to the land where you promised me, I will give you a tithe of all and you'll be my God. Man, he had no idea. He gets back. He's, he's made peace with Esau. God resolved that through that, con that inter intercession of one man meeting God, God-man meeting. Then he dismantles his idols, un unpacks those, his name has been changed, his, and he's getting himself reestablished down by where uh, his grandfather Abraham was in Beersheba, in that area of the Negev. What happens is his son Joseph, who's the, second, the firstborn of Rachel, and Rachel dies having childbirth with Benjamin, which is the twelfth of the, ch the, 12th of the sons, is called of God for some incredible purposes that no one, including himself, can recognize. But he's super favored. He gets fancy clothes. He gets Nike shoes. You know, it's this $100, $200 sneakers. He's just, you know, dad gives him gold chains. He just gets everything. He gets the big iPhone, the big iPad. And his brothers hate him, literally. They hate him. And make matters worse, he's a dreamer. He gets visions. And he dreams himself in a position of such authority that all of his brothers are going to bow down and worship him, and pay homage, and even his father and mother are. And so, and he's a tattletale. He has all this gifting with no wisdom. He thinks just because he's favored, that means favor will always follow him. But he doesn't realize one day he comes unprotected from dad, and they strip him of his favor, his his multicolored coat, throw him in a pit. They were going to kill him. They had this idea. So let's kill him and see what happens to his dreams. And I don't know about you, but I bet a lot of you have found you were at that kind of position, moving, advancing. It seemed like things were just going, and all of a sudden, kaboom. God's good 
He doesn't let him kill him. He lets him sell him as a slave. And so here's what I wanted, and I could feel the Spirit of God coming again. Knowing the story and knowing what it takes to become, to be undone, to become what God wants you to be, that he gave you to be before you were born, that inheritance in Christ that is beyond anything that we could ever earn and nor could we maintain. And the only way is to be a people of grace and utterly dependent on him. He knows the journey for each of us. Jacob, when he got the news, imagine this. The Judah, the one whom our tribe of our Lord comes from, says, you know, I got a great idea. Why kill him? Why don't we just sell him? And he sells him to the Ishmaelites. Take him to Egypt, who becomes a slave. They take his coat, kill a, kill a goat, put some blood on it. And I wondered, what I'm starting to have happen at this moment, I don't know that I, well, how the Spirit would grant you and me the same moment, because is you have a man who's carrying promise, Jacob, whose name's been changed to Israel. He's prevailed with God. But God is in, in doing something far beyond anything that could now be carried by one man or one su successor. It's now going to become a nation. It's a big family. It's a big story that's about to erupt. It began with Abraham with a prophecy that would take 430 years to be fulfilled. And they're in the right smack dab in the middle of it. But God didn't tell anybody what he was doing. He never does. He just speaks his word, and we believe, and we say, I'd love to be there. I really think that would be a cool place to be in God, a relationship. And he says, go, let's go. And you start going in there. You feel the wind behind you. You feel the sense of purpose, destiny, scriptures confirm. Maybe you go through seasons where people are prophesying. All this stuff's going, and it just gets you far enough in. And then, there goes the wind. Bam, on the ground. And instead of help and support, now you're being taken advantage of and put in a bad place. And what happens to all of us, I know it happened to me many times, is the grief comes. And when the grief comes, it's, it is, it's the last vestige of pride. You know, the all bargaining with death. You want to you know, make, it can't be possible, what can I do? When you finally go through all those, those stages, of, you come into grief. And it's just kind of like, you know, this isn't, this Job. He's in massive grief right now. Anyway, I saw Jacob in that grief. The brothers kill, they sell their brother. Now talk about, this is the family that became the nation Israel. They're all in cahoots. All 10 of them. Benjamin's not there, but all 10 are in agreement. And they sell him, then they stage his death. Take back the coat. And, and this, now we're, yeah. We're, he said, Father, we found this. Do you know who this could be? I mean, so, so wicked. So self-righteous. They justified what they were doing because he was a brat. A tattletale. Because they were jealous. Because they hated him. But they covered all that up. All that with just, oh, did you find, oh, that's my son. He's been devoured by ravenous beasts. And even in the prayer, it came up that the ravenous beasts were indeed the one who had devoured him. That was his brothers. And so I just start weeping because here's the story. I'll tell you the, from that day, Jacob takes the coat. says, my son. A ravenous beast has no doubt taken him and devoured him. And he says, I'm going to go to my grave now. Mourning my son. He made a confession out of the sorrow and out of the pain and out of the very thing he loved and wanted more than anything. He said, I lost it. I won't go on. And he's just in deep grief. His brothers, Jacob, Joseph's brothers, his sons come to try to console him. He says, I won't. I will not be consoled. You will not console me. That's like Jeremiah 31. There's Rachel without her children. She refuses to be comforted. So from that day, to the day he hears that Joseph is alive, which is some 20, 
Oh, yeah, some, let me see, 17, yeah, so, yeah, it's almost 22, 23 years, 22 years. God never, he never hears God speak. He never has a revelation. He never has an encounter. Because grief is death. And when death is entertained as my companion, the injustice of God gives me the right to hold this position, this, this attitude. I'm not going to respond until this attitude is, God resolves this conflict. I've got issues. It just shuts down. God never, he never hears God. Meanwhile, Joseph's going through his training for reigning. Sold as a slave, made to be, you know, then accused of rape and then put into prison and helps, him get, helps a strategic person get into a high level of leadership back into the right place and then is forgotten by the person, no favors granted back, and now he has to make peace with God. He makes peace with God in those two silent years to such an extent that he's no longer the tattletale brother who wants to get home and break up the family. See, God, God is betting on our carnality to get us all where we're supposed to be. We think our carnality is hindering us from where we're going. No, it's just locking us up to where we're supposed to stay until the resolutions take place in the heart and the issues start to process. And Joseph has that. Anyway, I'm now watching in the spirit in my heart, and I'm weeping by now, because I'm just reading. I wish I could just take the time to read, but this took an hour. Uh, they show up, the brothers do, after the seven years of plenty into the uh, first, the third year of the famine or so. So they're, And they're, they're bowing to Joseph's feet, because he's an Egyptian, all practical purposes. However Egyptians really looked back then, we see the pictures, the imagery. There's no, you know, shaved, no beard. Maybe he had tattoos, his eye, you know, whatever we, you know, the way they make, I don't know what they look like, but they didn't look Hebrew. Joseph was no longer, he's just, he sees him and he realizes, wow, this is the guy's. He's lost his dream. He gave up his vision. It's not until that moment does he remember his vision. But the difference between Joseph and Jacob is Joseph resolved, I am where I am and I'm not going to fight it. I'm going to find God in it. I'm going to have peace with God in it. I'm going to celebrate his word, his goodness, his grace. I'm going to get as loud and large as I ever was. The first time he shouted to me, I'm your son, follow me. Or you're my father, I'm your father, follow me. Wherever that started, I'm not letting life stop me. And so when he comes out of the prison, he's given a wife of another religion and a job for another nation. And he is, gets a kid, and the kid he calls Manasseh. And he says, God has caused me to forget my family and my sorrow and my captivity. You see, if you don't let go of what God used to get you where you are today, you will not go to where God is taking you and why he brought you here to get you there. You've got to understand that. You've got to, if you don't get it, then you haven't met God yet. You just, you, when God gets you, he's a trickster. He pulls you in, be, you know, into revelation. You're going to, you're no longer going to be uh, uh, you know, Simon the, the, the weed. I'm going to make you Peter the rock. You've got revelation. You're coming into the future. You've got great stuff going, Peter. Peter's going, I do. I always knew I had that good stuff going. Now, finally, some, it's the Lord recognized. He's pulling me out. He's calling. He's prophetic. He, yeah, right. He's just setting you up. Because you're going to go into self-righteousness. I'm going to hold up. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to be that person. I'm going to be that man. So you're, you're resourcing self. And the more you resource yourself, the more you become like Job. I'm good. I'm not bad. I'm, in fact, I'm not like any other man. Uh, everybody else will betray you, but I won't. So the Joseph moment, he finally come, came. He said, I just release it. I'll be an Egyptian the rest of my life. I'll serve Pharaoh. I'll walk in. I'll still have my relationship with my God because God is God. But I'm not dealing with trying to sort this out. 
So then the next son is born, and he calls him Ephraim. And he said, God has caused me to be fruitful in the enemy's land. Beloved, I have never come out of the enemy's camp until I become fruitful there. The longer I resist, I'm a, you know, it, it's just, it's an attitude, dude. It's an attitude. It's stinky pride. I shouldn't be here. I don't deserve to be here. You know, Job's friends are saying, Job, you're just this wicked man. And now they're making accusations against him, like he steals from widows. And he makes his own people, his own family pay interest and, write, and sign contracts to borrow money. They're just making stuff up. And he's saying, that's not me, that's not me, that's not me. So he's getting more self-righteous. By the last chapter before Elihu steps in, it is stinky. He's talking, he's just like, because he, he's being accused. So it's just this kind of thing back and forth. So finally, Joseph's just living and doing what God called him to do. Every one of us can do what God called us to do. He said, I can't until I change. No, 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 no. You are who you are wherever you are. And wherever you are is showing who you are. But you can become who you are where you are. It's all in Christ. It's all the truth being spoken. It's the promise made. There's activation. So, what I started to experience, I want to close with. When the brothers start to, first off, God's family. Here's the real problem. God's doing something. He's not telling anybody. Jacob doesn't know his son's alive. He says, just, you, you've, you've extended a lot of energy, gone through a lot of hoops, processed a lot of stuff. What I'm about to do now is I've got to fulfill a promise I made to your grandfather and bring you as a company about 70 people and plug you into a nation and plant you there. And the only way I can access the highest echelon that I need to get a hold of is to put your son Joseph in the lowest place. Now what father would release a son to go do that? What father would say, Sure, we're going to sell him as a slave. No, he just got, there's a lot of stuff God doesn't tell us. Because if I knew, I would, I'd go in the opposite direction. I'd be like, I'm Jonah, Jonah, Jonah. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Get behind me, Satan. That, so God just lets you say yes, yes, yes to him. But he never, it's like, we used to always say, it's like, like you just get, get really toxicated in the glory. And, and, and all of a sudden, there'll be this statement. I want to do this in your life. Oh, I want that. I'm in. He said, then the angel comes by. You don't realize it because you're drunk. You don't, you can't read very well. And there's a scroll unrolls. He goes, just sign here. Well, what's all this? Uh, it's just details. <laughs> it's just details. We'll get you where we're going. That's all. You want to in or you want out? All right, I'm in. I'm, I'm taking the right, you know. And now you're in. And now you're overwhelmed. And now you're wondering how you got here. And now it looks like it's the opposite. And you're fighting because it's me now trying to say, that can't be so. That won't be so. I won't allow that to be. It'll never happen. And God's saying, you know what? Your, your mind's on the flesh. Your mind's on man. I'm going to have to take your mind away. You're just going to lose your mind. It's not going to make any sense. And then we're going to, we, we, your faith won't fail and we'll find each other and I'll bring you into place. So Joseph's made peace. His brothers now were there. He, you know the story. He takes his brothers. And first thing he says, you're slave. You're, you're spies. Because that's what they called him, a little tattletale spy. You're spies. It puts him in prison. Reuben, who tried to get him out of the first dilemma, is now pricked again in his conscience, says to his brother, he said, you know what? We're here because this is what we did to our brother. And Joseph can overhear them because he understands Hebrew. But he's been speaking to them with an interpreter. They think he's Egyptian. And he's weeping. And uh, in the discourse, are you a spy? No, we're not a spy. 
well, how, who are you then? Well, we're the, son of one, we're the sons of one man, four, four mothers, and there's, there were 12 of us. One is no more, and the others left at home. So Joseph says, well, to prove that you're not a spy, I'm going to keep, and he picks Simeon here. The, now the nine of you go back home and bring back your younger brother, Benjamin, you speak of. So they show up. And Jacob, they're loaded with their goods. They've got it's just so much stuff's happening. Just so much stuff's happening. But when Jacob goes, oh, man, why did you tell him about Benjamin? His life now is so wrapped up in Benjamin because he lost his Jacob. Or excuse me, his Joseph. I don't know about you, but do you understand? Either my life is being sucked into this earth or it's being released into the heavens. And, and they'll go in and out because I don't know how much of my life is in the planet until it's denied me or taken from me. Then I realize, whoa, I'm not that generous as I thought. Man, I thought I'd give it away, but I didn't give it away, and it was taken from me. Now I'm really mad. At least God could ask me to give it, and I wouldn't have, but I would at least entertain the idea. But now it was taken from me, and you want me to forgive? Who do you think you are? Am I going to forgive that big of a debt? See, you don't know that until you find it. We don't know that. I don't know that. I thought, I, I thought man, I figured this out. I'm going to go with God. We're going to run hard. He's got the best person he could have ever asked for. I'm in. <sighs> how can you do, how, you know, no. So Jacob is just grieving. He's going worse. See, beloved, we're in a big family. We don't have just a prophecy God made to Abraham that's now 2,400 plus years. We've got a promise he made to his son, Jesus Christ, that he would make a nation out of every tribe, tongue, and people. Call us the redeemed. We're going to come into an inheritance. We're going to look like him. And we're going to be like him. We're going to feel like him. We're going to love like him. We're going to walk like him. We're going to give like him. And the only way is we're going to all be destroyed, killed like him. Murdered, betrayed. Here we are. Oh, so I'm just feeling this. Jacob, you ruined me. You betrayed me again. You kept me. He's just clinging to that thing. I'm not going. I'm, we're not sending Benjamin. Reuben says, let me take him. I'll, I'll get him back. No, no, no. It takes to have to run out of food again. Now, Joseph or Jacob looks at his son and says, go get some more food. We're going to die. See, how does God get Israel into Egypt? Through a famine, through a recession, through a massive poverty because he's got to position them. And so Jacob says, oh, yeah. Judah says, this man, this Egyptian, said, you will not see my face again unless you bring Benjamin. So we're not going unless you bring Benjamin. And then Judah steps up. Again, this is a crazy family we're a part of. We're all like this. This is us. Judah comes up and he says to his dad, Dad, I will be the surety, the guarantee for Benjamin. If I do not return Benjamin, I will bear the shame, the blame, and the guilt of it upon me. Jacob is not really in high faith, but he's in the letting go of the death grip of grief. He says, okay, take him. Make sure, and if I'm bereaved, I'm bereaved. And I'm weeping. Lord, I know what you're going to do. It's about to happen. Get ready. He's going to take all of our stories, that our dreams that became nightmares, are questioning where God was and why was he, and what this happened. All of a sudden, he's going to start saying, let me, I want to do a new work in you, but first let me show you you. That's you. That's you. Judah doesn't know that he was the one who sold him as a slave, and now he's about to be positioned to have to offer himself as a slave. He hasn't come to the reconciliation that he was a wicked man at that stage. If he had justified it, he had rationalized it, he had made it all fit. But he's in a position 
And he's saying, Father, I'll take, I'll take responsibility. They go. They're treated incredibly well. They're sent home. And there's the silver cup put in uh, good old Benjamin's knapsack. And G uh, Joseph has the armed men come and say, what are you doing? You, were, you ate with this man. He was a kind person. He gave you all this. And you stole his divination cup. No, 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 no. We never did. We wouldn't do anything like that. No way, no way, no way. We're just men. We're honest men. We're good men. Betrayers, killers, what? We're good. You can hide behind all kinds of titles. But only God knows whose I am. So they said, well, he said, and they do this big bold thing. Whoever took it is your slave. So they start with the oldest and go down. And finally they get to the youngest, Benjamin. Open the knapsack. There it is. Their hearts sink. See, something's happening. The family of sons are about to have their heart broken over their father's heart. That is broken. Who am I if I'm not broken by other people's brokenness? Am I just a self-righteous man? I did it better. I did it right. You failed. You're weak. They're, they're, they're just, they go in. Just says, what are you doing? Don't you know a person of my statue would be using a divination cup to discover the way things go? And I would, you stole it. And they said, oh, we're your slaves. We're your servants. We, 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 we did it. He said, no, I'm not that kind of guy. I just want the, the Benjamin, that guy. He'll be my slave. The heart of the sons broke over the heart of their father. There are things in life that are going on in our hearts that we allow to rest and sit there untouched. We'll never, we'll never deal with those things until it's the heart of the Father that we realize we've broken. The unreconciliation, the unredemption, the anger, the hate, the prejudice, the hiding behind this movement and that movement. Movements are, are just that. It's a movement. And as soon as it moved, it It moved. But we then go and say, I'm a part of this group. I'm the Pauls, and I'm the Apollos, and I'm the Cephas. I don't go with any of them. I just follow Jesus. <laughs> Division, strife, envy, competition. We can hide all of that in us when we're pursuing something better than the others. So Judah, and he's, I see a prophetic picture of our Lord Jesus. Our Lord Jesus said to the Father, God the Father said, to God the Son said, to God the Father, we need to rescue man, and I will go get him. I will go get him. And if I do not succeed, then I will know, I will bear the burden of it. And so now Judah walks up and says, I told you, we had a father. He's an old man, and his life is tied into the son. So we're talking about grief too. You can tie your life into some thing and your life stops living. Your soul becomes fixated by that event or this, this projecting that from happening. So he says, his life's, his life's in the sun. His life's in the sun. And if we come back, if I come back and tell him that his son is now a slave, I'll bring him, he, he will go to his grave in death. He, it'll, it'll, it'll be the death of him. And so then Judah says this one thing. He says, I can't do that. I can't do that. You see, how many things we do because we, don't, we can do them? And how many things do we stop doing when we know we can't do it for the Father's sake who gave his only begotten son so that we could all be saved? Oh, Judah just says, I'll do it. Let me be your slave instead. Let me be your slave. Let me be your slave. I will stay here and bear the burden of this man's sin that's the numbering with transgressors. That's who we all are becoming. You say, I don't want to be numbered with transgressors. Well, look around. Who's surrounding you? We're all transgressors. We're all transgressing. Well, I'm not being numbered with them. I'm eliminating myself from the transgressors. I'm in the holy club. Get out. You know when it says in Isaiah, stay away from me. I'm holier than you. 
You know the verses between? They go to the, they go to the cemetery and they offer special offerings of incense to the heavenly deities. And then they have the audacity to think because they are go to a temple that they can say, get away from me, I'm holier than you. Oh, he's, I, take me, take me, take me, take me. Finally, and I'm just weeping. I'm just, oh, Lord, I'm so sorry. This is us. This is us. I'm, a, I'm an extortioner. I'm a murderer. I'm a liar. I'm a thief. I'm a cover-up. And I won't ever see it until somewhere I understand I'm affecting your heart. And it's your heart that I'm breaking. And I'm willing then to step into a role that I don't have the right to have to be, but I would now choose to be. I'm going to be numbered with the transgressor. So at this point, Joseph commands, everybody out of the house. And as soon as they get everybody out of the house, because he cannot refrain refrain himself, refrain himself from weeping, he says, I'm Joseph. I'm Joseph. Is my father alive? These guys are just petrified. The most powerful man has now shown to be the one they sold as a slave. And he's having to say, come here, touch me. He says, you meant harm. You wanted to do something evil. But God did this to save a nation, to save the world. I'm here on purpose. I was sent here by God. Don't be angry with yourself. Whoa, they're... They're just weeping and crying. Can you imagine to come face to face that what I did was sin, but God used the greater good of my sin to bring a greater deliverance to those that I couldn't have ever touched. Can I can imagine what will happen? This family reunion will start going, oh, oh, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. They're so freed. Pharaoh says, send, send carts, send goods, send ways to get your little ones. Bring everybody home. Bring everybody home because there's still five more years or four more years of the famine. And nobody's going to be eating. They're going to lose all their property. They're going to lose all their wealth. They're even going to lose all their freedom. But, and yet God says, I've got to place a nation in a nation and I've got to put them in the best of the land and cover them while I begin to do a new thing. So they get home. Joseph said, tell my, but, my dad about me. Tell him that what I, who I am. Tell him what's happened. Tell him the whole thing. And now, can you imagine? These guys have to go and say, Dad, here's the deal. <laughs> but it's, it's something now. That is a little teeny weeny, weeny, teeny, weeny, weeny, teeny, teeny weeny sin. To compare to the massive, big, glory, victory, triumph, freedom, liberty. So it's all of a sudden, it's like the Samaritan woman. Come see the man who told me I have a bad problem with marriage. <laughs> that I am, you know, come see the man who told me everything I did. See, this Jesus has that freedom. Jacob stops. <gasps> then he sees the glory that's coming with his, the, ca- the camels and the, the caravan. And he hears what Joseph has said, and he goes, I recognize that. That's my son. His spirit revives, and he says, okay. And he's still not in faith, but he's now releasing the death grip. He says, oh, it's enough then. I'll go and see my son, and then I'll die. It's on the journey the next day that God's, appears to him a second time, the next time. and says, Jacob, you don't have to be afraid. I'm the God who appeared to you at Bethel. I will send you down to Egypt, and, you will, and I, will, I will bring you as a nation out of Egypt. But Ben Joseph's hands will close your eyes when you die. And I'm just weeping. Do you imagine what might happen when... When, when all of a sudden, the whole billion living believers on the planet, all of a sudden, God just says, hey, here we are. Let's go. And one of us says, you know what? 
I've covered this in my life with that sense of self-righteousness, and now all of a sudden I'm convicted. I, that's nothing. I did that. 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 Nobody's going, no, but, yeah, but, it, but there's a purpose because while you did that to me, you wanted to hurt me, and you wanted to betray me. In that season of a prison, I met Jesus, and I've got faith for a nation now. You don't get faith for nations in conferences. You get committed to a journey of death. You find faith for a nation in a prison, in a bad marriage, in a lousy dead-end job, in a funky church. Seriously, beloved, you don't get it. Group, group dynamics, group hugs. You don't get it. You get it by yourself in the presence, pressing through and coming to one of those moments as Judah did. I used to, I, uh, I, I got to die for my dad. Take me and let the boy go. Now there, it, it's, it, there's dynamics. We'll get swept in. I don't think it will be that all of the believing body will come alive and go, you know what, I want to take ownership for everything. In fact, I'd just like to take care. I'd like to own the sin of California. I think I, I was probably the cause of the whole thing. <laughs> you know, that's how faith grows. But so many people are going, whoa, this is weird. <laughs> this is weird, but you know what? There's something happening. Life's going. We're moving, grooving. Oh, Okay. And I'll go with it. I'm go with the party. Once the party starts, it gets a point where the party just takes the life on its own. You, you know what I mean? When the, when the Spirit says it's time, it just takes on. And there's a groups of people that are going deep into the work, and they're going, oh. And then there's others that are going, whoa, wow, how'd that happen? I don't know, but I didn't care. But then everybody still has to have their moment. Chapter 50, Jacob dies. And the brother's conscience revives. They've never yet accepted the forgiveness given them. They only think that now that dad's gone, and I've seen this, we've all seen this, patriarchs leave, matriarchs leave, brothers act out. Wrangling over inheritances, being betraying one another. Just said, they go, they write, they forge a letter. Dear Joseph, from your dad, your brothers were very mean to you. But I want you to not kill them or do anything mean to them for me. Please sign your affectionate father, Jacob. <laughs> and Joseph, he gets the letter. He reads it and he starts weeping. You see, there is no revenge in the church. There is no avenging in the church. There is no forcing someone to go somewhere that they are not able to go or God is not demanding them to go. There is none of that stuff. He says, I was weeping. Do you think I'm God? You did mean something hard, but God did this for us, for the salvation of the earth, for the move of the nation, to fulfill the promise of Abraham. Who are you in Jesus being dragged through something you don't want to be? Because Jesus wants to touch some people through this sin that you've walked through by the releasing of them, by the finding him, by the calling out, the crying out, the processing, the coming to the end of ourself. Who are we? We don't know. We think God says, come into my kingdom and let me take you up the escalator to heaven. It's, he's placing us in things. I don't know. I don't know. But I do know this, that when I find God, I surrender all. Again and again and again. All my rights, all my claims, all my... Uh, just it's yours. So Joseph, it says he speaks kindly. Kindly. And comforts them with his words. I'll take care of you. I'll take care of you. I'll take care of you. See... Maybe some of us aren't in our place of authority because if we were in our place of authority, we'd kill people more. We take revenge. How many of us have a list of people, political adversaries we'd like to destroy? <laughs> Neighbors we'd like, who would do that? And, and all God says, all I want is you to die for them. 
You know, so it's, it's, it's convoluted, isn't it? It's crazy. Wednesday, I'll tell, we'll, we'll look into how that can be received in the spirit and practiced in our own individual life because there is no group think in Christianity. It's just hearts to the head, heart to the head, heart to the head, heart. And maybe your heart's ready. Maybe it's time to let go of the grudges. Maybe it's time to let go of the, I'm not going forward until we deal with this thing in the way it needs to be dealt with and done in the right kind of way. Maybe so. Maybe, maybe that's where you are. But maybe your heart's going, oh, just, I know there's a Messiah that has power and I want to meet him. Were you talking to him? What do you mean? Well, I got this life I can give you. Well, let me have it. Well, go bring me your, go get your husband. Oh, touch the button. And the first word of honesty, I don't have a husband. <laughs> she says, you're right. <laughs> You've had five husbands. And you gave up on marriage. Now you're just living with the man. Hey, who are you to say that about me? This is a free culture. Don't you understand? We're in a new age. This is like, nah, not when you meet Jesus. <laughs> not when you meet Jesus. He's the judge of the earth. <laughs> Yo. Let me think of something religious to say. <laughs> you Jews say, we worship our... <laughs> Stand up with me, please. Oh, the day, what a day it will be. What a day. It's already begun, beloved. Hearts are breaking over the heart, our Father's heart that's broken. Over children that will not reconcile. Issues that have gone beyond anything that we could force Law doesn't work anymore. Hearts that are longing for children that have been taken from us, not knowing what to do. Grief that shuts out the vision of God and stops the voice of God from being heard. I don't know where everyone is, but I know everyone is here. I don't know where everyone is, but I know every one of us are here. We're not in the, the moment of great change yet, but we're close. It doesn't really matter what a group does. It only matters what I do, what you do, what hearts do, one heart at a time. only one man that will be praised there's only one man that will be bowed to thrones vacated for crowns tossed and that man is Jesus glorified son of man the son of God Messiah everything else falls down Grief will shut my life down. Everything will go through the prism of loss and injustice and wrong. And because I live in that prison, it becomes a prison. I see nothing more than loss, injustice, death. I make vows. I'll never do that again. Or if I have to stay here, I'll control this and I'll protect myself and I won't let anybody touch me like that again. They'll never do that. We just plot our escape like Joseph did. I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to use my prophetic gift. I'm going to find my way out of this dungeon. I'm going to get free. Once I'm free, I'm running home. Once I'm running home, I'm going to tell my dad what my brothers did to me. And my, my dad is going to be so happy, he'll kill all of them. God says, that's not me. A little longer, Joseph. Let's begin by just surrendering. We surrender all is for your glory. 
hardest thing I ever learned was to say everything I'm in is for God's glory and everything I'm in is because God wants me here. I, oh, I thought, well, I can't say that because then they, what, what, what about the devil? He's done a lot with this. Of course he has. He uses all of it. But he's just a sheepdog corralling us to meet God. So when I said that and I felt the favor of God, say, well, will you trust me here? Can you believe in sovereignty? Can you expect something great to come out of it? Can you let go of your demands? Will you, will you forgive the group? Will you let the people go? Will you no longer demand that they pay for what you... And I started going, yeah, why not? And the liberty, the weights start falling off and the ties start cutting off. And here we go, Father. Go ahead. I'm sorry I've taken too long. Almost been an hour in my own story. Everything we've done, losses, failed marriages, children, Step in. That in all things you would Justice we create, and the nations we build, all things you would have come to Just tell the Lord if wherever this is stirred up a struggle point, tell him what it is that you would welcome him to help bring his freedom and liberty if someone has come to your mind that has become the roadblock that betrayed and destroyed your future forgive and release them call them to no longer owe you an explanation if an event is just flooding your life I was going so well and that thing happened release the timeline and let it go Look around, feel your emotions, watch your mind and what you're thinking about. It's telling on us because it wants freedom. It wants resolution. It wants redemption. And there's only one redeemer. His name is Jesus. He forgives sins. He heals all that is brought to him. Jesus, we're welcoming you. Come take possession of your people. in that day yes Lord yes Lord worthless goals will be exposed as idols that we've made for you alone will be exalted in that day and you'll be seen as rightful king and from our hearts we'll say Father, we've been along, but we've listened to a story, a story of your family that was started, that covered 70 people, and now it's billions, both in heaven and on earth, that are called by your name. There are people that have gone to heaven that we never res we resolved the issue, 
are people in heaven that never resolved other issues, but they're all being centered and settled when Jesus Christ takes preeminence. When he yeah, as yeah, the sovereign yeah. king, when he is the one who was Lord and what we did, we did unto him. What we lost, we lost unto him. What we gave, we gave to him. Lord, we are asking you to take a step of, of, of disengaging us from all the stuff and bring us back into engagement with one man, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. 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 One man named Jesus. Yeah. One man, the only yeah. faithful husband I'll ever be, the only gentle master that we could ever serve. Glorious Jesus. your glory in me I'll serve anywhere just let me see your beauty so put me anywhere there's a story he's calling us into put your glory in me if we'll release our own narrative I'll serve anywhere just let me see your beauty so put me anywhere Pour your glory in me, and I'll serve anywhere. Just, Just let me see your beauty. So put me anywhere. We already did. So let's accept where Just he put us. Pour your glory in me. Let his glory be revealed here. I'll serve you anywhere. Just let me see your beauty. now to hold your hands out you've been very patient and you've listened very attentively and you've been honest in your own heart and things are happening we could take a lot of time together but we don't have that time but you can take the time with the Lord yourself I release to you a mantle of humility to honestly converse with God in an honest heart and allow his touching of areas that he would touch not to condemn, to judge, not to dismiss, but to release you from. I release each of us into the story that we were born into before time began. We were not choosing our story. He chose it for us. Now we're in it. All we need is the main character, the star of the story to show up and we're in a good story. And that his name is Jesus. And I declare that Jesus knocking on our hearts, we're opening to his voice. He's coming to know us where we are. And in knowing us, he allows us to say, let's go. We're going to the new place. I'm follow me into the next. And we're coming out of the prison and out of the captivity and out of the regrets and out of the grief and out of the silent years and out of the brokenness and out of the discouragement. And we're coming alive. We're coming alive. Our spirit being revived. We're coming alive. We're coming alive. Our spirit is being revived. Lord, grace. Grace. Grace, 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 
stay with him. He's got a great place to take us. Love you. Amen.